Bloody Elbow presents the Care Don't Care podcast, the show that provides you with reactions to the most recent UFC event, then goes on to determine which fights are hot and which fights are not for the upcoming weekend's card. Paid Bloody Elbow podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, Eugene S. Robinson, and John S. Nash. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass-Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack and the Bad Boss Brief. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today we are looking ahead to UFC on ABC4. But first, let's look back at (laughs) UFC 288. Eugene, you want to take it from here? Well, you know, I'm number two, so I guess I got to try harder so I can take it from here while everybody else kindly steps to the rear. If you know what I mean, John, 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 John. The little red caboose, little engine that couldn't. John Nash, last place finisher, John Nash. Well, I'm still in first on the year for the year. Uh, And all I know is he asked Finley Beaton. He asked him for confirmation. Finley Beaton gave it to him, and it was the the coldest knife ever. I just, I can't, you know. Last, John. You were last. Used used to be my my by far favorite listener to the show, favorite, you know, um, uh, friend of the show, and he stabbed me in the back. He just, well, he he, he stabbed you in the back in front of your face, but he's seen the way the wind is blowing, you know? Yeah, I feel like Trump. All those election (laughs) officials stabbed him in the back. And uh, I can't believe my man did that. The only person who brings me joy in the world would do that. We couldn't at least hold on till after next week to reveal the results. (laughs) To rebuild the results. what? Well, you know, yeah. John, un- un- unlike you, I can actually, I'm a big enough man here where I can say, congrats, Steph. Good for you for having a good week. I'm so happy you're in first place. You know, that. see, that's the kind of guy I am. That's the kind of guy I am. That's why you'll never be a winner. You're not the shark <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, thank you, you Eugene. Hey, John. anytime, Steph. John, why are you so sour? Why, <laughs> Eugene? Eugene, what place? What place was it that John is in? Uh, let's see. I, uh, I'm not so good with the numbers. Wait, wait, wait. What last place for the year? For the year, not for the event. Last place. Oh, for no, not for the year, not for the year. But for the year, I'm still in first. 
I don't know about that. I'm barely, well, unless. Barely. Yeah, that's a good word. I like that word. No, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, My insurmountable yeah. lead is no longer insurmountable. That's See, a, and now you're under the pressure that breaks guys like you. Well, I, you know, I. <laughs> Can I say my multi-year? I'll just say my multi-year run. I think is is still safe. <laughs> Eugene, sure. I I have a word. Mm-hmm. Semantics. <laughs> That's a good word, it and is. it's apropos here. It, it really is. So mm. we should have a look at last night's card and. Oof. No, mm-hmm. we don't. We don't need to do that. No. Let's let's. Uh, well, you know, we should well, be looking at an actual in actual fact outside fight. Outside of John's last place uh, finish, um, I, I was sort of disgusted with the entire evening. But we can get into that. Yes, I think we should go over. The, we should go over the Demetrius Johnson fight because I got that one right. Well, <laughs> first off, guys, I, I do want to hear your thoughts on the overall card. And Eugene, you know what? You said a mouthful. I'm going to get started with you. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't. It, it turned for me. The Kron thing, I almost didn't bounce back from. I almost had to turn right. it off at that point, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, like somebody once said when they saw Soul Assassin Dave Terrell lose, he said, or I, I think he didn't actually get beaten. He just left, right? And I think the guy said it was like Superman died. That was one of his team, you know, that was their assessment. And I was watching Kron out there. It's like this is the second time it's happened that a, a Gracie fighter apparently didn't want to be there was there and i'm talking about uh uh nick Nick diaz um and i know i've got some stuff from behind the scenes like nick there was no like no the the uh, the allegation is that caesar just went and booked it just like oh he'll be ready in time and he wasn't ready in time but he was too much of a you know this is the word they use warrior to pull out i don't know if the same shenanigans are going on with cron but he should not have been out there should not have been out there. And the fact that he was, in my mind, says a lot about the system being broken. Uh, um, because you, you, or alternatively, you're paying off some heavy debt that the rest of us can only, we're gl- barely correctly glimpsing. But it was uh, that, so I was already on a, on, a, on, a, on a negative slide at that point. And then Bilal and uh, Gilbert Burns pushed me over the edge. And then by the time Sugar Shane O'Malley was in with his Michael Jackson jacket. I was like, you know what? You know, I feel bad for being here. I feel bad for being here. I feel like, like I'm I'm in the stupid parade, and I didn't show up to be in the stupid parade. You know? Hey, John, weigh in. Wait, well, I I don't know if I had the same reaction because I didn't pay as much attention to the 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 card as much as Eugene. It sounds like first of all, as soon as the fight was over between uh, Sterling and Suda, I I turned it off. So I didn't see the post fight antics. Uh, the Cron Gracie and I got so bored. I I got up and did. I went down. I think to the store and picked up like uh, kitty litter or something. You know. So oh, yeah. is, that, is that what we're calling it nowadays? That's exactly. Okay. Well, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> well, okay. There's some other names, but that's the best. Yeah. One, right? But I think that part of it is the for the Gracies. It just seems to me like if you're a member of the Gracie family. Because of your name, there's more money in the MMA, but you're also not really good at it. And there's yeah. pressure to prove yourself to do it. Otherwise, you're not real. But they're not really good at MMA anymore. The, they're good at jiu-jitsu, you know, turn, uh, uh, professional jiu-jitsu and stuff, grappling tournaments. But MMA, they're not – the family is has not produced a real killer in a long time. So I it just – I do not get excited when I see a Gracie. But uh, – 
And then the other, I was just, you know, I don't know. I was disappointed. The the other fights was kind of disappointed, but I don't know about like the pacing or the show or anything. If that was bad, because I, again, I turned down the audio a lot. So I don't hear the, the commentators much. And I, you know, in between fights, I'm not really paying attention. So, well, I had to tap out to, to, uh, to Hogan too. At one point it was like, man, you know, you have to like tell us what we're actually seeing, not what you want us to see. How about that? How try that for a change? And uh, at that point, also given where I was with Cora in her bath, because I'm doing kid duty on time, I just turned the volume down. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take well, it. One thing is I saw on Twitter, a lot of people thought the the main event was boring, and I thought the opposite. But I really the the co-main. I don't know. It's not really co-main, but the the second fight from the main, the Muhammad was Burns. Man, I was disappointed in that fight. I came in with a lot that was of terrible. It just terrible. Just really ruined the night because you're stuck on a fight you have a lot of interest for and you're sitting through a whole fight, you know, is already decided and it just won't a end. Mockery of a travesty of a sham. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know if a thumb was on the scale or what, I don't know where Gilbert was. Um, and, and, and Bilal is one of the most boring fighters on the face of this planet. Yeah. You can gin up the story with, Oh, he came off of Ramadan. Oh, he had three weeks notice. Oh, blah, 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 blah. He's a boring, boring fight. Who's that guy that, the uh, the the o- OSP isn't that what Kid Na- Kid Nate used to call living uh, ambient or something some pejorative like that? It was I don't know I, I I'm, I'm my mind is open to being told otherwise, but I was bored out of my mind. That's for overall. Yeah, I mean overall, like the prelim card was great. I was feeling really positive, so positive that I actually bought. The main card, and I have great regrets. I'm a little. I mean, I I, I actually really enjoyed the main event. Tell you the truth, uh, really enjoyed. That it. wasn't bad. That I, but that was not enough to pull me out of my doldrums. I could see that being a casual fan's nightmare because it was not like act. It wasn't action packed in the way I'm sure they like it. But uh, I really enjoyed the main event. But yeah, the rest of the the rest of the card was just kind of like, well, god dang it, this is this is what we're watching. Yeah. All right, well, let's start with the main event, okay? I thought it was all right. I I didn't have a problem yep. with it either. I thought it was a pretty good fight. Yep. Here's here's what I had a problem with. Terrible smack talk. Terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible smack talk. You got um, an article and, on that terrible smack talk. Yeah, and I want, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But the fight itself... I thought it was good. It was tense. It was back and forth. I thought they arrived at the right decision. And even yep. if it was a split, that was okay because the, there were some close rounds there. I could see from both angles, you know, you know, yeah, you know, Aljamain went over here. I can see how somebody would have thought that Henry would have won. It was a good fight. Did not have. A yeah, I, re- I, I, I really enjoyed it. And the best part about it, I thought, was to see how it was actually like a, a fighter thing, a, a, a squib that I really liked, but to see how much Cejudo really hates to lose. And that's the key to like why he's always winning, right? Some guys are like, oh, whatever, I win, I lose. I'm still better than you. I don't got, you know, but I could t- you could just, there were waves, palpable waves of like just he. He he fucking hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. And not like he thought he was robbed, but he just hated like losing. So it was actually pretty phenomenal that that portion of it. 
Yeah. What I mean, it might be a little bit of the uh, Volkanovsky uh, Islam fight because uh, the the size difference really was so noticeable. And also, that's kind of what did Sudo in because he looked really good, but you could tell the reach advantage that Sterling had. Yes. That's with the yes. leg kicks and even when he threw the, the a lot of his striking, his arm length stuff. Cejudo was obviously the better stand-up when he could close the distance, but punching and stuff, but that distance was just killing him, and he just couldn't get past it so much. But it was – I thought it was fascinating because you see adjustments by the two of them, and there was some – I mean, even in losing, I I actually thought Sterling won – three to two, but I, I mean, it was like razor close and, you know, they had rounds. I like, I thought the first round was in the bag for pseudo and then Sterling reversed it. And so it was a close fight, but I, I gave it to Sterling, but Cejudo, it honestly really impressed me because the, when you see that size difference, him in there, I mean, it's very, I mean, these box, I mean, tank Davis has power, but it's very much like watching tank Davis versus guys where he's so undersized and yet he's just, you know, he's able to compete and destroy them. And here you can see why Cejudo's, you know, he's up against the best guy, at least the theoretically the best guy in that weight division. And he's obviously much smaller than that weight division, and he's competing neck and neck with him. Mm-hmm. So I was, I got a hats off to him, even in loss. Yep. Yep. I also had it 48-47. Uh, but, again, I could see the other way, you know, but I'm glad it turned I out. Don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I I didn't see Suhudo. I didn't see him get off. You know, I I you want to beat the champion, you got to do some champion stuff to beat the champion. And I I gave him one round. So I okay. That and I you know I saw uh, saw a lot of people that had that score as well, and I am absolutely fine with that too. In my opinion, the right guy won, so I am yep. a okay with that. Yep. Um, getting to the co-main. Oh God. <sighs> God almighty. I'm going to go ahead and let you take it from here, Eugene. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I really like Bilal in the press. Uh, like every time I read something he said, it seems semi-perceptive. And, you know, I just, I just, I just general, you know, Q, we talk about Q ratings in Hollywood. In general, I just, I like the guy. But then I always forget that I hate watching him fight. I just hate it. I just, I hate it. I, there's not, you know, he is a, a, there's nothing champion-esque in his delivery. You know, he's just like a good, a really good journeyman fighter. <laughs> you know, capable, efficient, you know, and dull as as dishwater. It just, it just, it, it was one of those things where I, I I want to get drunk. That's how bad it was. You know, I, I got something has got to get it and get me through this fight. It's something I need something to kind of get me through this fight. And and that's all I could think of. You know, I don't know. I don't know why I had such a negative reaction. Maybe maybe it wasn't so much that he was boring, but also combined with Burns being really flat. You know, maybe it's not such a great idea to fight every month if, if that's what you want to do. I don't I don't I don't know. But I, I thought it, overall it was disappointing. And that's weird because I thought they made the right decision. <gasps> I don't think that it was a bad judge's decision, but I just I just hated the fight. Just hated it. John. Well, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Jane, Eugene. I mean, I don't blame the fighters. I mean, they're doing what they're out there to do, win and stuff. And I mean, but it was it just was not as a fan. It was not a uh, aesthetically enjoyable fight, but Muhammad, I mean, he impressed me in the sense he came on, he kind of picked him apart. I mean, 
And part of me was wondering, is it Burns? Man, are you just jumping on these fights? You're signing on too quick. You know, you need a mm-hmm. camp. You need some sort of game plan because obviously you just were not – you didn't have something planned for how to match up with uh, with him for this fight. But it, it's one of those things, like, again, I, I don't want to uh, – you know, sometimes you diss the fighters for being just bad. And I don't want to mm-hmm. diss the fighters for being bad because I don't think they're bad. I just think it was a bad matchup and a bad show for as a fan point of view. But, you know, mm-hmm. for Muhammad, I got to give him credit. He ran away with it, and he's probably going to get a – he should get a title shot out of this. So for him, it – it went excellent. Yep. I have to agree. And for those that, uh, po- you know, rightly pointed out Gilbert Burns's schedule this year, I mean, slow it down. We're not yeah. even at the halfway mark. My God. Yeah. There's a yeah, reason I- why, you know, didn't it look like one of his arms had sort of, you know, just gone out or something? It looked yeah, like that's what he I was heard, winged I read, I heard in there. Say that. Yeah. So- I heard both were actually pretty injured going into the fight, which makes it even more like uh, that's, you know, that's why you get a bad fight. Like uh, Muhammad had uh, something wrong with his ankle or leg. A, mm-hmm. kind of a serious injury and, and uh, burns the same with an arm, but same with burns. Like you can go, if you're against lesser opponents, you can take multiple fights and, you know, build up and just keep active and busy. But I think when you start getting at the very top level, you need a, like a game plan training camp. You need to come yep. in healthy and ready. Cause you can't yep. count on you just being better than, you know, your athleticism yep. or your skill being steps above the, the regular fighter. But yeah, I, I just think the, the fact that if both of them really were injured though, too, it's like, it's, kind of um it's kind of false advertising that you're going to give us a big fight and both guys come in unable to deliver at the yeah. highest level yeah excellent points all right let's get to uh yan chao nan she's defeated jessica andrage there's a lot to unpack with this fight jessica andrage went in there and I don't know what the hell her game plan was, but once again, she ran in there like a tank with no Mm -hmm. defense and no respect for an opponent that clearly has done her homework. Mm -hmm. And that team, just like I told you guys last week, team alpha male, is doing something right. I mean, mm-hmm. what what Song Yadong did last week, and here Yan Chaonan has just basically done the same thing this week. And mm-hmm. if you watched before the the knockout, I mean, she wasn't firing off anything that looked crazy. She was firing off precise, surgical, powerful. I mean, she was, uh, they were missiles. Good Lord, she couldn't miss. I mean, mm-hmm. John, I know you had to appreciate that. I, I did. Actually, the one thing that stuck with me is this was almost, I think you could play it side by side and it'd almost be exact replication of the Fabrizio over Doom Stipe Miocic fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where she was, he got too, she got too excited. And, and I guess, and, and this is, in MMA, because, you know, they're not boxers, most of them, right? They're not, you can get, you start, I think you get caught up in the moment and you can start taking risks and stuff that you don't have to pay for because your opponent is not, you know, they have, they're worried about the takedown. They're just, you know, they don't have the years of instinctual experience to throw the counter and stuff. But 
it's a massive mistake. And you start getting the higher level and the striking gets better. It's like, you just, it, it's, you just walk right into it. And that, that's what stuck with me. It's like you, that you started, you started believing your athleticism or what your skill level is going to take you no matter what. And then you just leave yourself open to just a massive right to run, <laughs> you literally run right into a punch. Yeah. And so, but um, I, I mean, all I could think about, Damn it! I chose wrong again. My my fandom has chosen wrong again. <laughs> and well, you know what? It, it takes some skill to. I'm really glad to see John that you, you know, were able to get in there and dig down deep and and get that third place, last place finish. You know, it takes a lot. <laughs> it really takes a lot. I I, I had to work at it. It's hard. For yeah, me. I know. That's what I'm I saying. I win a lot, so it's hard you don't you don't lose. you don't get enough credit. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the new thing I'm doing. This this year, I'm trying to. I'm instead of winning all the time, I'm seeing how bad I can do. Every, yes, every and you're part. doing a great job of doing that. You know, Jessica Andrade <laughs> went into this fight in number four spot, and and you have to kind of readjust for a moment here. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do now? Is mm-hmm. the division? itself does it need jessica andrage fighting at the top or can we give her a little break a little breather to uh maybe get get a lower level fight so she can recover her record Mm. a little i i just think it's it's not the ufc's model to like they don't really your step back is a minor step back so it's not like they're going to move her back to like a yeah, right. fringe top 15 fighter and give her a chance to re get her mojo back they might but often they don't it's like well she's now lost two to the top five let's put her against the number six the number six or seven person that's rising rapidly so no i'm just thinking in terms of global currency you know given how uh, at this point now because i'm always checking the currency markets so I can get a lot of euros for dollars. Uh, and so depending on where you live, you know, you you might take an easier schedule. If you're living in Florida, you might have a hard time of it. But uh, and I, I don't know if she's back in Brazil or what, but something to, to bear in mind. I mean, this is good news for Jan, though, because uh, the, the, the Star Factory – Adraj has basically been the star factor. Zhang, Rose, Valentina, yes. Aaron Blanchard. Anybody that beats her seems to be catapulted to you know top of the top of the division and name value. So well, she's become an executive level gatekeeper, but you know, which is better than being just a gatekeeper, I guess. Yeah, she should charge extra for fighting her because it's, she does a lot for your career if you win. Yep. Fact, if you win, you should give her your. your she should ask for your win bonus. <laughs> I, I gave you the rub. Yeah, that's, that's, right. Right. that's right. Right, right. We're gonna go ahead and give Young John on the uh, title shot. Yeah, definitely. We're giving her the title shot. We're tr- we're trying to get. We're trying to tap that market. Yes. Okay. All right. Next, we get up to fight of the night. Movsar Evloev defeating Diego Lopez. Listen, Diego Lopez. Hello, dude. Wow. He because he's a care. Yes. That's a guy who won through won through losing. His jujitsu was slick. I liked it. I liked Movsar Evloev as well. Anybody else probably would have fallen under any of those submission attempts that he had firmly locked in. I mean, I was wincing. My God. Well, yeah, he said he said something interesting post facto. He goes, everybody I train with knows, like, I won't tap. I I won't tap. And um, it's a great technique depending on who you train with. (laughs) Right. So if. 
because what happens is you either go, I know I have this and this guy is really asking for it. And then you put it on, you know, to break whatever limb or his leg, you know, that you have, or you start to have a crisis of confidence and go, I don't think I have this. And I, that's what I saw with that, that, the, the knee bar, because the guy uh, Lopez, Lopez was like, you know, gah, gah, you know, grimacing, just trying to get it on. And you know, it was pretty passive. He was just like, I think he had made a decision that if the leg has got to go, the leg is going to go. He said already said, I'm pretty flexible. So it didn't feel like he was up against much. And it was that was a head battle. That was a head battle top to bottom. And Lopez lost the head battle, even though he fully had that submission dead to rights. You know, you dig in, hunker down and arch your whole body back instead of just, you know, all this kind of theatrical stuff. Is it? No, no. I, I When I saw their faces, I knew he was not going to pull it off. Well, I missed the very beginning because I was coming back from the store because I left it from the, the cat litter. Yeah, the cat litter. Well, the cat litter. Then I, you know, I mean, some powdered sugar was on my nose, and I had to get to go to the bathroom <laughs> and wipe it off. And there was a whole whole mess. But I was, yeah. I, I was not interested in this fight at all because when Bryce Mitchell dropped out, I thought, okay, this is just a you know a filler fight. But I came in and it was, um, I was uh, thoroughly entertained. I thought I thought it was crazy the way uh, Mozart. Like first of all, they they. It, it, it had a back and forth where he pinned him against the, the fence and he came back and they were just flailing, you know, so it was a wild strike. I mean, not technical strike, but wild. But then it turned into some Carlos Newton Sakuraba type yes. ground grappling stuff, which is just entertaining as hell. I love when you when you have multiple uh, submission attempts and reversals. So I was I, I had no expectations going through. I mean, I, my expectation was Mobsar, Mobsar was going um, to run over him. But uh, I was uh, this fight I found entertaining. Did you notice that he kept looking at the ref and doing something that you have mentioned? I just seem to recall a couple of years back, you said, when you're in those positions, if you really want the ref to know that you're okay, you look at him, you keep eye contact with him, you talk to him, you give him the thumbs up, you let him mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, one thing Mozart kept doing. I saw him on more than one occasion communicating with the ref i saw him give the thumbs up too mm -hmm. yeah no that stuff all counts they make fun of me here at jujitsu for but i'm convinced even if it's a close i've won close decisions and i start flexing my wrist right because i want the ref to get the who who you know if it's a, if it's a tie on advantages, you know, ref makes a decision. I want the ref to, so I'm transmitting to my wrist to the ref that I believe that honest to God, I won this. And the ref carries that through. He's like, Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. This guy. And then your hand gets raised. So all that stuff that I get made fun of that's the psych, the psych jujitsu. I think that's all pretty potent, you know? All right. Charles Jordan did what he had to do against a guy that is still dangerous on the ground. I don't fault him for being safe and getting the win. I don't. I don't. It, it's Kron's totally to carry. Yeah. All the bad stuff out of that fight is Kron's. And two of us gave a care in that fight. Um, that would be Eugene and I. And oh, oh, we cared and we cared correctly. Charles Jordan. So yep. no, I think I I won on that. I I properly didn't care. But <laughs> you know, you kind of lost though. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you this though. This fight last place gives me new respect for uh, Tim Kennedy. What what he did with Hodger Gracie? <laughs> he went right into his grappling and beat him on the ground. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna if you're gonna beat a Gracie, it's let's see you do it on the ground. That's impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, all I'm gonna say is, um, you know, it takes courage to uh, make care about a stinker like fight. That. To make cares like Eugene and I made there, right? <laughs> yeah, we we had to dig down deep because mostly we were driven by our fear of appear, being in last place, a fear that John doesn't share. So you know, I could understand that. But whatever you tell yourself, also <laughs> you know. I tell myself that John is in last place. That's what I tell. Myself. I just, I just, I can't wait for your guys' book, a profile in courage. How <laughs> Jordan and Gracie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, it was a terrible fight. It was, ter- it was, it made me angry. You know what didn't make me angry? Drew Dober and Matt Frivola. They delivered. I correctly picked Matt Frivola. You guys picked Drew Dober. See, so I feel Eugene is less wrong than John. So Eugene, just come on over here. Now we're tied. Less for wrong. First. Oh my God! Look at the look at the favoritism <laughs> you're showing here. Yeah, no, she's right though. She's no, right. She's a hundred percent right. It's you guys can go. You guys go sit at your loser table at the lunchroom, and I'll sit at the, <laughs> with the, the cool kid table as usual. Because yeah, listen, with all those other last place finishers, well, at the cool you kids know, table. I, I think, <laughs> who, like they said on the broadcast, Drew D- Dover is a beautiful man, and uh, how can you pick against that guy when he's that good looking? So, <laughs> you know, I knew a guy who was that good looking, but he was cursed with being five seven, so he couldn't get any dates, so he had to leave the country. Oh, that's no. You, you five seven. He just has no game because I know a lot of guys know. that are. I, I don't know, man. He went to France, did all right in France, but well, uh, in, in America. And yeah. actually, he was in he was in Michigan, where like the average woman is like six two. So well, I know France are pretty tall. They're high. They're taller on average in France than they are in the U.S. Now, really. Oh yeah, America's heights kind of we've gone down over the. Over oh, okay, all right. Well, look right. how we eat, you know. Yeah, I know our gross. nutritional standards are not uh, not the best, but uh, but uh, no, I was I mean I I was wrong on the fight. I just I was throwing uh, I was throwing stuff against the wall so it would stick, and the handsome man did not stick. So yeah. my my mistake. You know, going I'm, with my heart, going with my heart, and stop instead of my brain. I'm going to reference a video that I saw and it was Drew Dober on the weigh-in scale and he's tanned like a god and he's chiseled out of marble. It's like the camera made him look like he was glowing. (laughs) (laughs) He had an orange aura around him. Oh my god. Uh, When I say Drew Dober, I'm reminded of a kind of a famous in the early days of bloody elbow fan post story about Jake Shields is a handsome man. And then they talk about the Frank Shamrock too was a handsome man. Oh, the, the whole oh, okay. this person's an idiot. It, it was, uh, it was just, I don't know. They were on, it was, it was not an attempt at humor. It was, there was, I don't know if the person was all Actually, there. That, that, was, that was written by Jake Shields. <laughs> it might have been, <laughs> but I just thought it stuck with me. Like the, the, the point they couldn't decide who would win in a fight between the two. And they really wanted to see it because they were both. Oh, Shields has beaten Shamrock, but uh, Shields now has a fight with a with a with a trans man that he seems to be very excited about. So, uh. the next fight here. Listen, I tried to tell y'all last week, and y'all talked me out of it. But y'all gotta wake up to Kennedy and Juku because Devin Clark, my God, 
How many times are you going to be winning a fight and then just dramatically shit the bed? Kennedy is doing, he is doing a Czech Congo. Um, he's high, high on the educability scale and to, to his credit, right? Mm, like each yeah, time he comes awesome. back, he's better than the last time I saw him. So whatever he's doing, he's doing it correctly mm -hmm. um, because I, I, he, he remind he, the hesitancy he has is that Uriah Hall esque hesitancy where it seems to be some uh, positional positional like psychic thing like he's just uncomfortable. He seems to be losing that or, as his skill level increases. So it was it was a, a, a all of the stuff that you were saying about him that I was refusing to acknowledge before when it when he was a little bit more. Uh, uh, tentative, a little less sure of himself, has seemed it seems to have fallen by the wayside, and this was a a, a convincing win. And then, of course, then he loses me with all the Jesus talk afterward, and I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> whatever, bro. Okay, good. Thank you. You, you the whole, I like the whole mom in the house story, but the Jesus thing put me off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you know, he is. Uh, I, I never said he was somebody to not watch. Um, but I was just not impressed with what I was watching. But last night I, I, I sort of enjoyed that. That was a, that was a, it was a good, a good take. I, I mean, I can't get too excited because his opponent, uh, yeah, is, yeah. is like basically the definition of one of those UFC fighters. If every fight he wins, he loses the mm -hmm. next one. 800 yeah, record has yeah. never won more than two fights in a row. Yeah. Con <laughs> repeatedly gets a win loss pattern going. <laughs> He lost. I mean, it's it's it, it's what you expect from Devin Clark. So it's, I mean, mm -hmm. good for uh, Kennedy. Mm -hmm. But am I am I convinced that he's the next? He's going to do anything about this? Not not really. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin, standard Devin Clark thing. Yep. I'll keep an eye on Kennedy, but his last, even though he's on a three fight win streak, his mm -hmm. opponents are not the type of guys you go. Oh, this guy's really separated himself from the pack. He, yeah. They're mm -hmm. still they're the. The, the, they're the UFC fighters that either lose a lot in a row and he beats them, or they're the guys that are win lose win lose repeatedly. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking what was his last one? Yeah, Kudalaba. Right? Was the last? That's that's yes. the guy that's like that. Exactly. I can't remember the guy who won me, but uh, but still, that's the. I'm waiting. Let's let's see who he fights next, and if he actually puts on a performance against a guy that consistently fights good in the UFC. All right, let's look at Chaos Williams defeating Rolando Bedoya split decision. Thoughts, Eugene. I thought it was a, a right call. I could see Bedoya was unhappy with it. Um, I, I don't know. I, th I think this was the commentary. This is the commentary that was actually causing me to reach for the the mute button. Um, but I, I, it doesn't it doesn't increase the the quality of my care for Chaos at his next outing, and certainly not for Bedoya. So it was. Uh, they both. <laughs> they one loss through losing, one loss through winning, and uh, and at least I have fewer people to care about stepping forward into the future. You know, I mean, in other words, there were serious holes, uh, hole, enough holes in continued holes, existing holes in Chaos's game that I don't expect big things from him. So, John, uh, I came in right after this fight, so I didn't. I was going to rewind it and watch it later, especially the Verna. Gender Robo fight, Marino Rodriguez. So no spoilers on that one, but I haven't had a chance yet. It's too late. I actually did not come in until Kennedy and Jukwu. I missed the first half of the car. Oh, oh, I see. So there's one professional on the show, and apparently that's me. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, Watch every or, single or, fight, every single one. That also is a sign that you have no life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well. But when's the last time that I missed any of them, though? You know. Exactly. Next up, Verna Jandaroba defeating Marina Rodriguez. You know what? There's a time and a place where I start to see the, 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 the betting lines, and I get a sick, sinking feeling. And <laughs> if I'm on the right side of those betting lines, that's when I get the sink, sink, sink feeling. So when the Rodriguez, when it seemed like all the numbers were for Rodriguez, I was like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. And Janjaroba kicked her ass. It was great. Yeah, that's. It made that's... me made me sad that y'all let you talk me out of picking Janjaroba. I I didn't actually. You picked Janjaroba. You and John. Oh, did I? Yes, yes, sir. Oh, I talked, oh, I talked good. you into picking. Yes. I talked you so, into picking. Yeah. So, um, did so John pick Jajaroba? He also did. Uh, he oh. copied, my, copied my pick then. Yes, oh, yeah. it was me that didn't pick her. I was the fool. You should have listened to me. Oh, we're gonna just taunt you mercilessly now. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might call you later today and taunt you just about that. Oh, uh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I got that right. Then that's that's good. Parker Peter Porter. Parker, the Spider Ham. <laughs> the Spider Ham. But that's uh, the, the old comic <laughs> character. I don't know if you remember yeah, him, the yeah. spoof Spider Man character, <laughs> uh, Peter Peter Porker. Smith looked great until he didn't. <laughs> you know. So. Man. I don't. I don't. I. I wonder if he knew he was actually having a mixed martial arts match. That's what I kind of wonder. Mm-hmm. I thought this one would go off your radar, Eugene, because didn't someone in the in Twitter? I think it, I, Ian said that uh, uh, Knuckles Freeman that uh, this fight looked fixed. I didn't look fixed to me. It's like, how, how could the guy not have any singular ground skill? You can't put me in there at two sixty nine or two sixty five or however much the guy weighed, and then like. Uh, I'm, I got a half guard, or was he? Half, or he was just on his side and have nothing, 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 zero, like nothing, no plan, nothing. I'm gonna turtle, nope. I'm gonna go to my back, nope. I'm gonna establish a half guard, nope. Just like Fred Edish, I'm gonna fetal position it and hope for the best, baby. Come on. How about this next fight? Ikram Aliskirov defeating Phil Hawes. Tell me about it. Somebody. Pause. OSB, baby. OSB. Other sports beckon. I I, I, I don't know. It was a convincing, crushing victory, and I, I don't know. I don't know what Hawes does at this point. I don't know. You know, he, he's got that. He's got the barroom bragging rights. You can say, hey, you know who that guy is? That's Phil Hawes, man. Fought in the UFC. <laughs> Buy him around. Okay. But other than that, maybe it's time to start thinking about doing something else. I didn't. I didn't see the fight, so I'm looking at uh, otters chasing a butterfly on the internet. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> All right, we get to the last fight. Yeah, Claudio Riviero knocking out Joseph Holmes in round two. Anybody want to take this one? No. No. I'm the only one who saw it, so I was just, uh, I don't, I'm tired of talking. No, I don't care. <laughs> you cheat me, Gary, in this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. My back is hurting. So. <laughs> Should we let John do the uh, disclaimer 
<laughs> you oh, want to have a laugh, Eugene? Oh, no, you can't. That's the only time I get to go run and get a cup of coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, malingerers, fault finders. This is less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, and much more to do with the marketing you have to wait. Put, put behind you by the overlords that now no longer failed fo- IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the UFC. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then... Don't come crying to us, bedwetters. All right. Here we go. You got your coffee, John? (laughs) Ah, I beat him. (laughs) That was was too quick. I needed a almost built. I get back in time. Yeah, yeah. All right. We are starting on the uh, topology quick sheet. Working from the bottom up. As always, bout order is subject to change. First fight on the card, Jessica Rose Clark taking on Tainara Lisboa at Bantamweight. Man, I, I I can't muster a care for this one. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. John? No, no. All right. Next up, we've got Gabe Green taking on Brian Battle at 170. I don't care. Yeah, I know Brian Battle, but I also like last time I saw Brian Battle, I don't care. Wasn't there a Brian Battle that played for the Flying Illini back in the 80s in basketball? Mm. Uh, not fighting the Flying when they had the dunk team. It's, uh, the same, it's, it's the same guy. Yeah, it probably is. That's a, That'd be sad. Uh, no, no, just not. Not even close to relevant. All right, next up at Flyway, Gion Kim taking on Mandy Bohm. No, no, no. Nah. I was excited about the news that Greg Hardy is working at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Way to save the show. That we were just going down with these, these fights. We needed so we needed a segue there. You, you uh, I'm trying to do my best to rescue yeah, things here. So. Yeah, no, I don't even. I don't. I'm not even familiar with these people. So no, he's got a. You know what? I'm not going to model. It's just a regular job, but it is fitting that the guy has to do a regular job instead of getting a, a huge sum in athletics mm. and. Mm. I'd like, you know what I'd like to do? Find a Walmart that he goes to and like torment him. Just ask him your name questions about the product he's selling? No. It's like, I, 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 hey, what about it? I slapped the crap out of you. Come on. You know, come on. What, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, you know, Mitch Green, war at the store. Yeah, he's, you know, he's still a monstrously big guy that did fight professionally. Stop it, stop it. I would would just, I would just ask him and then I would just drive nuts asking and just tying up all this time pretending I was going to buy something for like an hour and then leave. Yeah. All right. So next up we have at late weight, Natan Levy is back on a card. We've got him on this card now, taking on Pete Rodriguez. Here we go. Eugene, you cared. I cared about Natan. Um, I, I, uh, I like that he's a, ca- a cake crapper, um, but I don't know that he can pull it out against, uh, against uh, Rodriguez. But I'll pick him again anyway, just for the hell of it. Okay. I, it's not relevant enough for me to care, but I, he is one of those guys I just got I got an eye on. I'm going to see what he does and, and see if he can if he can build up to a true care for uh, all fights in the future. All right. Next up, we get uh, Carlos Ulberg 
taking on Ihor Potiera. This is at two oh five. Yeah, I, I, you know, Oberg, I, I, something about the guy reminds me what Evan Wright, the author of Generation Kill, said about Tito Ortiz. Uh, one time we were backstage at a fight, and he was like, you know, Tito, I'm doing a profile for, for Rolling Stone on Tito. And he goes, you know, it's been really nothing but nice to me, but I just can't shake it. He reminds me of all the guys I hated in high school. <laughs> so it's like, Oberg, he's probably, he's probably a really nice guy, but he just reminds me of all the guys I hated in high school. So I, I, I don't care. To me, it sounds like two made-up Simpsons character names. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so uh, I'm going to guess that no. No, yeah. If they're on The no. Simpsons, I might. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Homer Simpson's new co-workers, Ihor Patera and uh, Carlos Uberg. No. <laughs> Golly, light heavyweight. Struggling. Yep. Struggling. Okay, uh, I, I don't care. Next up, we have Carl Williams taking on Chase Sherman. Lord, do no. I not care? John, could you care any less about this fight? I'm just I'm kind of floored that Sherman's still in the UFC. Tell you the truth, if I I'm thinking for a second, I because I remember we we looked at this before, and I know he had a win recently, but he's got like like nine straight or or eight or ten or some UFC losses, and he has like a gap where he went and fought and some dinky promotion came back, but I just they just it's it's just. He's an example. They're just they will keep people around just because they show up. I guess just because they know that they're going to make the weight. But he's a heavyweight, so everybody can make the weight. So yeah, I, I just don't get it. Don't care. Although it's got to be to me, considering his record, it's if you want to get a pick right, I would take his opponent because odds are that guy's going to win. Uh, next up, ooh boy, dinosaur fight here. Ooh, Court McGee taking on Matt Brown. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh I've got to hold, I've got to hold the line on these. And so I'm going to give it a big not care. Like I haven't cared about Clay Guida. Like I haven't cared about, you know, smiling Sam out. Like I haven't had all those guys that are by past or sell by date. I can't encourage this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care too because it's just not relevant. I mean, I like both guys, and I, I actually I really like Matt Brown. I like I like the fact that kind of for a journeyman, he developed for a period there. He was actually a top welterweight. You know, he turned into an actual really competitive top fighter. And I I'm I'm hats off to him for still fighting and actually I guess putting on decent performances time. But I just there's no there's nothing relevant about the fight. These are two yeah. you know guys yeah. that are way past the relevancy period yep. so i can't i can't be into it i gotta remind you guys of something here all right Remember- hey, john's in last place <laughs> well outside of that okay remember right before this fight they are having chase sherman fight okay oh <laughs> Yeah, but okay, that just means I'm tuning out. I'm not tuning into the card yet for a while. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. make this fight look better. It's going to be like, yeah, I have right. no reason to even tune in. So, right, right, right. I got to back up here for a second and, and have us pick Cody Stamen versus Douglas Silva de Andrade at Bantamweight. Yeah, that's the <laughs> you're forgetting that <laughs> hasn't changed the fact that I do not, do not care that you forgot it. Or that you didn't forget it. 
Well, I, I mean, I, I, it's that's a, actually a better fight in the relevancy scale by far, but I'm just not interested. But yeah. All right. And so then we would have gotten to the uh, Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman fight that we absolutely do not care about. I mean, I totally skipped a fight there because, like, my eyes just like went, oh, this one looks as bad as the last one. Maybe I've already done this one. Something I wanted to point out, though, the other thing is that Matt Brown versus Court McGee. John, this is where I was going with this. That is our featured prelim. Okay, let me remind you, the name of this card is UFC on ABC 4. You see how bad it is? And you see how my eyes just immediately just rearrange things because all these fights are freaking terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw the fight. I was looking at the, the on uh, Fight Matrix the other day with the card that's coming up. And it's it's a, not an impressive card lineup, but you're thinking like they're not they don't they're not taking advantage of the ABC network. The, the it's not like the old Fox days when they'd have the early days of Fox. They'd have really top fights to like for the the you know the public, the wider audience. I I mean UFC has kind of entered a phase for the general masses. Any fight works. It seems like it's I, they're all interchangeable. Any fight works. Yeah, yeah. You know the. Star power is reserved exclusively for pay-per-views, but and, yeah. and that it's just you know there's no the the fight nights, the ABC card now, the all the prelims. There's any 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 two random guys in the roster can fill a slot. And but I just cannot get over that this is an ABC card, and this is what they're giving us. My God, I, I, I mean the but the sad thing is it kind of shows what the audience is won't <laughs> accept. They don't. The individual, the top fighters, is not what's drawn them to the UFC. Apparently, to watch these the the, the free cards, the ma- the masses that would tune in. It's just the idea: it's UFC and two people beating each other up. Yeah, mm. so gross, so gross. So we get to our- but is it? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Is it gross, or are we just being persnickety? Are oh. we just being you know, basically arrogant here? I I think it's kind of. This is yeah. what I mean, we're reduced I, I, to. I, I, the biggest I guess for me is what's form. the point of it being the UFC then? I mean, why why not just put on a, a LFA yeah. card or some other regional promotion? Yeah, I mean, you have the biggest platform here, and they're supposed to give us the best. This is mm. supposed to be, they're supposed to be head and shoulders, you know? All right, here's our opener for the main card for UFC on ABC4. Tim Means versus Alex Morono. Oh, okay. Well, it's not a bad fight, but I'm not interested. John, actually, I'm I'm actually interested in that one barely, but it's because they're it's it they're relevant enough that I care. I'll take Morono, but I'm not like excited. In fact, bizarrely enough, I got a feeling this is one of the better fights in the whole card, but I'm not I'm not excited for it. Not not in the least. But it is it is it me it hits my relevancy level. Eugene, yeah, I care. Man. I mean, I, honest to goodness, I, I actually do care. So, um, Morono, and I'm sorry, who's the opponent? Tim Means. Ah, boy, I knew it. I was getting trouble with Means. I pick him and he loses. I don't pick him and he wins. I'm gonna pick Moro. I'm gonna pick a Morono. I'm gonna skip this. I don't care. Well, I, I could uh, see that because even though it's relevant, I don't see either one really making a big waves in the division. 
Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, don't care. Especially Means. I mean, Means had his opportunity. His time is done. Yeah, his time is done. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got a 32 and 14 guy and a 22 and 8 guy. Yeah, don't care. All right. Next up, we have uh, Mackenzie Dern going up against Angela Hill. Oh, two of my favorite people. Uh, I uh, I hate to back off of Angela Hill for this, but I, I and Mackenzie Dern's one in this fight, yeah. I believe. I I agree. I'm taking her as well. Yeah, I'm taking Dern. All right. So we are all in agreement, and that is my first care on the board. All right, next up, we have Daniel Rodriguez taking on Ian Machado Gary. Oof, mm. this is a good fight, and man. I this, care. Yeah, me too. This is a banger. I feel like he didn't beat um uh, the leech. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't help myself, and then you know Neil Magny beat him. I I don't think his his ranking super high yet, Gary. But it's obviously he's a he's he's a fast rising mm-hmm. prospect. So this is I would put on the relevancy just because the the prospect yeah. level for Gary, and this is a big step up. I'm trying to think who his previous opponents, but I don't think he's fought anybody at this level yet. So, but I'm I am going Gary. I think he's they you know that, that's why they made the fight. They're they're setting him up for. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, I would agree. You said a mouthful, sir, and uh, I have nothing to add other than yes. Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. Oh, yeah. I like this fight. I think it's a good fight, and it is relevant. I am. And age appropriate. Yes, it is. I am going to take Johnny Walker. I know Anthony Smith is still a dangerous grappler, blah, blah, blah. But I think Anthony um, is going to suffer at the hands of the very, very potent offense that Johnny Walker brings. He's younger. He's faster. So I'm picking Smith. I'm not. I'm taking Johnny Walker. <laughs> it's to me it's a coin toss because at his peak and i don't think smith's no longer near his peak anymore because he just his last whatever fights he just doesn't look like the guy he did before john jones but at his peak he was he is the much better fighter much better he was a legitimate top guy at, at light heavyweight but, but johnny walker i just don't i don't think he's that you know he, he he can win but man alive he gets he gets i'm gonna go with it's coin toss i'll go with i'll go with the guy that that brought me here smith Mm-hmm. I'm going with Walker. Mistake. <laughs> I, would, right. I wouldn't be shocked if Walker knocks him out, but still. Nah, I'm not seeing that. All right. I think this is a bad main event for a UFC on ABC card. And this is Yerzinho Rosenstra versus Gilton Almeida. I just. Mm-hmm. This is a bad main event for any card. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I care about the fight. I'm, I'll take Jailton or Jailton Almeida, but uh, I just hate this so much as a yeah. main event for a card of this magnitude. Yeah, we're on the same card with that card. <laughs> Page. I uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm 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 very soft on it, but I'm willing to pick Almeida. Almeida. Jilton, Jilton, Jilton. 
I'm almost at a no care because it's such a bad main event. It for, really you know, is. But right. It's just like you're like I'm, I'm supposed to tune in for this. I mean, actually, yes. as a as an Apex card because those cra- how bad the fight nights on the Apex have been. This is not. A, this is a pretty decent name value. Some decent fights for the Apex, but it's just uh, you're trying to. You'd think you'd try to appeal to the masses more, and you want me excited to tune into ABC. And I just like man, a lot. This makes me think I should do something else with my day. Yes, because none of the fights are like that. Like that relevant, that huge. That I'm like, I gotta tune in. But, um, but even then, I'll take uh, uh, Jail Jelton Jelton. How do you say his first name? Almeida. I I've heard but, it uh, both ways. I think it's supposed to be Jelton. Jelton. Like, 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 sort of like have the little accent there. I think. If I'm wrong, apologies. But in any event, Almeida for all three of us. Correct. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, folks, that's going to wrap up the show. If you are a paid subscriber, stick around. Got something good for you. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast Network production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Music B, RSS Radio, IMDB, and now also found in your app store on apps such as Downcast, the podcast app, iCatcher, Podcruncher, Podbean, and more. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcast and you will get brand new shows throughout the week, including the Care Don't Care Podcast, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection Main Card and Prelims UFC Preview Shows, the 6th Round Post-Fight Show, Crooklyn's Corner, The 6th Round Retro, The Show Money Podcast, The MMA Depressed Us, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, and The Return of the MMA Bunker.